What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and it is Friday, so you know what that means. Michelle Majuk is here, the co-owner of the Ball Blast Football Podcast, and our resident newbie here on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. So much, so much so, Michelle, I don't know why that's hard for me to say, (laughs) that we are soliciting names for the show. Now, have you gotten any? I got the stats and eggs. Okay, so that was from... At Glutch Lucky on Twitter, who is has hit me up multiple times <laughs> as we ask for names that he thinks it should be Stats and Eggs, which is the name for the 49ers sort of five-minute daily update podcast that I have done for the past year. I'm not opposed to changing it, but just how do you feel about that name in general? What does the eggs have to do with it? So it's supposed to be like Stats and Eggs because it was supposed to be like the podcast that you throw on in the morning when you have your breakfast to get up to date on everything happening with the Niners. All right. All right. Well, since we are a Friday podcast and it doesn't come out till the afternoon, unless you're going to, you know, maybe we should do something with weekend in it. It's possible. Okay. Let me throw a couple other suggestions at you that we've gotten. This comes from at individualist. He suggests, or she, I'm not sure, suggests the Foghorn, a Niners Nation podcast. Okay. You know, they play the Foghorn after touchdowns at Levi Stadium. So I think that's what he was thinking. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. And then the last one, I don't know what you're going to think about this one. At Internet Nitwit suggests Stats and M or S&M for short. <laughs> uh, I, I do kind of want to do something about the 49ers, but I do like Stats and M. That's cute. I don't like that one because this isn't my show. It's your show. So I don't know that my name needs to be in it. Oh, you're, this is your show. This is our show. Well, that's very kind of you, but I don't look at it that way. To me, this is your baby. So I don't know. We'll keep, at, we'll keep uh, taking name suggestions. Again, if we pick your name, we are going to send you something. That's the other thing. We need to figure out, like, what are we going to actually send to people so that we can incentivize them to keep the names coming? I mean, we have some cool Bob Lash shirts if anyone is interested in our Bob Lash brand. But if not, we're going to have to come up with something cooler than that. First of all, I got a couple of things to take care of before we dive into it. You're wearing a Steelers sweater right now. Like, are you just trolling me? What, what's I'm the sorry. Deal? It's very cold in Pittsburgh. All of a sudden, it was 70 on Tuesday, and it dropped to 20 degrees yesterday. It was snowing like crazy, and now it's still like 30 degrees out. Yeah, I hear you. I'm in Connecticut and it's like 30 something here, too. It is freezing cold. And then this next thing, like, I don't even know where to begin. So I'm just going to read this. This tweet comes from your wife, Kate. And she tweets (laughs) as I enter. You say, I know you know where I'm going to go. As I entered our house from dropping our dogs off at daycare this morning, I had an inexplicable urge to shout to my wife, who I thought was upstairs. Her arms were cut off. Her legs were cut off. Her arms were cut off. Her legs were cut off. You know, that that, that TikTok, uh, it just makes fun of us women who love to watch crime shows and we think nothing of it when they just say the most ridiculous things. But yeah, so we always actually say that, but it was just a very uh, not great time because I was on speakerphone with uh, one of the district attorneys. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and i already was lost during this call it was all about our car like the, it was a long story it has nothing to do we're not in trouble at all 
all about our car and someone ruining it on us. And yeah, I, I was already all flustered on this call. And then my wife comes in and screams this. And I'm sure he was like, what the hell is going on there? So here's my question. You're on the phone with the district attorney, one of the highest ranking law enforcement officials in your yeah. area. Your wife shouts about a dismembered human body. <laughs> district attorney hears this. What happens right after that? I'm not even kidding. Right after that, it's just kind of silent. And then I'm like, hey, my wife is home now. Here's the phone. I just shove it at her and I run upstairs. <laughs> and then she was not happy with me because she had to figure out where we were in the conversation. And I just was not having it. So afterwards, she told me I was a baby. Did he did he ask her what the hell was going on? I don't think so. I think he just went along with it. I mean, <laughs> she was doing it in like a weird voice, too. It was the whole theatrics about it that just made it pretty funny we didn't laugh about it though for like a good three hours after because we were just annoyed by the whole situation <laughs> did you make the first joke about it or did she i did i did yeah that's a bold move i, I put her in a bad situation when i threw the phone at her so i had to kind of like smooth things over <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right i've never been in that sort of situation before but i saw that on twitter and i was like i i must find out about this i have to investigate these things yeah, she needs to, uh, when she walks in the door, not scream things and, you know, read the room for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of screaming things, 49ers Twitter has been screaming ever since they traded up to number three about which particular quarterback they want the team to take. Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, you know all the names by now. Here's the juicy thing, Michelle, that there was a report this week from David Lombardi that the 49ers front office is split that Kyle Shanahan wants one person and the rest of the front office is trying to talk him out of it and convince him to take somebody else. First, I find that laughable because there is no split in the 49ers front office. There is only what Kyle Shanahan wants. No one else's opinion matters. John Lynch works for Kyle Shanahan. That's just how it's set up contractually. That's how it's set up in real life. John Lynch got the job because he called Kyle Shanahan and asked him to hire him. Therefore. <laughs> You work for the head coach. So there is no split in the front office. If Kyle wants somebody, that's who they're getting. Yeah. And I just want to say when, so we recorded this podcast last Friday and I was talking about them trading up to get my guy, Justin Fields. We'll get into him and everyone else. But the torture it was to have them do that deal like right after we got off and not be able to talk about it for a whole week. And <laughs> everyone has now had their opinion and you know, immediately after they do the trade, I'm like, oh, my gosh, uh, Justin Fields is going to be a 49er. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, everyone's saying it's going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance. And it's like it seems like Justin Fields is almost like not even in question anymore. Do you believe that or do you think they're just trying trying to not to give their hand away? Well, Kyle kind of said, and I sort of agree in the press conference earlier this week, he was like, now that we're at three, we kind of don't have to play those kind of games anymore because there's not that much that people can do to stop us. The only thinking there is if he's worried that somebody who likes fields is going to trade up to number two. That's the only thing I think yeah. maybe he's worried about. So he's trying to spread the word that they don't like fields that they like Mac Jones so that no one feels tempted to jump ahead of them and steal fields. And they're also kind of spreading the word that 
the Jets are all in on Zach Wilson. So maybe that's their way of saying, hey, another team, do you want to come up and get Zach Wilson? Because they're going to take Zach Wilson. Uh, maybe they're worried that they are still considering Justin Fields there too, which I think they should be. Maybe I'm just way higher on him than most scouts or teams, and that could be correct. I think that he should still be in the consideration. We have a whole month before the draft. There's no reason to decide right now. I know he decided to go to Mac Jones pro day over Justin Fields, but the plan is to have him in for a throwing session. He did say that there's just more tape on Justin Fields than the rest of these guys. Mac Jones and Zach Wilson really and Trey Lance have had one full year of production that you can actually watch the tape of. Uh, And then with Justin Fields, you just have way more games to watch. And that's why he felt comfortable skipping that pro day and he felt like he needed to go to Alabama maybe so but also if you feel like if he was really in on Justin Fields he'd want to be there I don't know how much the pro day like it's nice to get to meet these guys and talk to them a little bit but like do they really need to see them throw in person maybe it helps I I don't know how much how much they get out of the pro day yeah and Kyle Shanahan said like I know he's going to throw good in person like, and he's going to be very fast in person. Like, I already know these things. Mm-hmm. You can see him on the tape and he just has a lot more of that to watch. So it just wasn't necessary to go. He could just be being nice to a prospect and not trying to tear him down. True. I think they're still in. I'm going to hold out hope. I'm going to hold out hope that the 49ers are going to make the correct decision. <laughs> see, okay. The <laughs> correct decision. The way you put that, that was very subtle by you. I like that. The way it's sort of, my read on the situation is... You've got Niner Nate and Leo Luna who host our Tuesday show. Niner Nate is like screaming about Wilson or Fields. Those He doesn't care which one, but those are one of the two that he wants. On okay. Wednesday, it's Akash and Kyle Posey, and they are all in hardcore Justin Fields is the guy. Not only is he the guy, you're dumb if you don't pick him. He might be the best of any of these quarterbacks. My co-host on Thursday is Levin. He actually likes Trey Lance more than anybody else. I'm, I can't pick, so like, I don't know enough about any of these guys. I'm not going to pretend like I've been studying them to know. So my position officially has been, I'm on board with whoever Kyle picks because I trust him. But I do admit that there is part of me that wants to see what this offense would be if you had somebody that had mobility in it, whether that be Fields, Lance, or even Wilson has got some mobility as opposed to Mac Jones. Yeah, the thing with Mac Jones, it's I'm actually a Mac Jones fan. I'm not trying to tear this guy down at all. I think he's going to be teared down more now because of this talk about him going at three. I think he deserves to go in the top 15 picks in the first round. I think he can be a very solid quarterback, but it's just like, what is his ceiling? And if you're going to trade three first round picks for a quarterback, he has to have a ceiling. He can't just be a safe guy because how much of an upgrade then is he to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Jimmy Garoppolo, we might like to make fun of him. He's an like he's a solid enough NFL quarterback. Like he's made it here. He's doing his thing. He's winning games. Like he's not a terrible quarterback. So you have to have a great upgrade. And the thing with Mac Jones is a lot of his yards came after the catch. Only 48% of his yards in 2020 came through the air. Doesn't that remind you of a lot of someone? It's Jimmy Garoppolo. And maybe that fits the Kyle Shanahan system. And maybe that's what they're thinking. But if you're going to trade three first-round picks, move up. Aren't you looking for a different type of player, a guy that can just be a difference maker, that can carry a team that's maybe has injuries on defense, that has injuries on the offensive line? You don't need everything perfect around you. 
I, I, I think Mac Jones is just, even if he ends up being Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, that's fantastic. Don't you want the higher ceiling though? I agree completely. Like you, if the only upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo to Mac Jones is health, that is, that's something for sure. Like that matters, but I agree. You can't give up three first round picks and move up all the way to three in the draft for health. Like you don't, health has to be kind of assumed. You can't pick a guy for that reason specifically. And I agree. If you're at three, you want a guy that has elite skills at at least one thing hopefully more like you you draft Nick Bosa number two overall he doesn't just have one pass rush move he's got a zillion pass rush moves and that's why he's an absolute monster that's what you want at those premium picks especially even if you don't give up three first round draft picks to get there you want that the fact that they've given up so much more puts even more pressure on it you need a guy that can take you above and beyond the X's and O's you need a guy who in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl If there's pressure up the middle, can, I don't know, roll to his left and find a guy, (laughs) roll to his right and make a throw or just run for positive yards to gain a first down. If they had just one or two more first downs in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, they probably win. You're not getting that with Mac Jones. I will say what you would get from Mac Jones is that last play where Jimmy G had a hit. What was Emmanuel Sanders deep down the field? I think Mac Jones makes that play. He is insanely accurate. I will give that to him. He's he can put the ball where he wants to and his arms like he has a good enough arm. People are overblowing that like it's not the strongest arm in the class. Obviously, Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Lawrence have a stronger arm and Wilson. But Mac Jones arm is plenty fine and he knows how to just put it exactly where you want it. And actually, he was really great under pressure. Um, Only four career turnover-worthy passes at Alabama on 131 pressure dropbacks. So he's good. He's good under pressure. I like that you had turnover-worthy passes and not just interceptions. Like, that tells a lot more to me. It's not just that he's not... the guys aren't catching the ball. It's that he's literally not putting the ball in a position to be intercepted or turned over. That does, that matters, especially with leaky Mike McGlinchey over there, right tackle. Like that is important (laughs) to me. I just, you know, there was some thinking that Kyle came into this head coaching job, like wanting Kirk Cousins. And that was clear. He said he didn't scout Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson because he thought he was getting Kirk Cousins, which should go on his tombstone forever. That is an all time mistake. That is negligence on his part. I will never let him off the hook for that. That is. But you would think now that he would learn from that, right? And and there was thinking that when Josh Allen basically kicked the hell out of the 49ers this year, Kyle, after that game, had some comments that made people think that he sort of had this epiphany. Like, maybe we do need a mobile guy. Maybe, Maybe my ideal quarterback shouldn't be the Kirk Cousins kind of accurate guy that can't really move. Well, if he picks Mac Jones at three, after giving up three first round picks to get him like there, he has not evolved. There was no epiphany. There was no, like this cements it forever that he just has his kind of guy and he will not deviate from that no matter what. Exactly. And if he doesn't want to get away from that accurate passer, like if he believes I do my best work with an accurate passer, uh, pocket passer, that is Justin Fields. Like he's also insanely accurate. He's just as accurate as Mac Jones is when you're looking at accuracy. Okay. I shouldn't say just as accurate, but very, very accurate from the 2019 and 2022 seasons. 
Mac Jones is the most accurate with 68% of his passes going where the ball needs to go. It's accurate. And then you have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields both there at 62%. They're tied. Zach Wilson's down at 57%. Trey Lance is all the way down at 47%. 47%. Hold on. So you're telling me that Trey Lance only put the ball where it needed to go less than half the time he threw it? Yes, that is what I'm telling you. Why the hell are we even talking about Trey Lance then? This is the point. Like, so with Justin Fields, you're getting a guy that 70.3% of his um, passes in 2020 were through the air. Sorry, 70% of his uh, passing yards came through the air. So it's a different kind of way of Jimmy G, Mac Jones getting their yards. He can sling it, very accurate, and then he's mobile, right? With... Trey Lance, he also can sling it. His average up to target was 11 and a half yards. Like insane. He likes to go deep. Maybe that's why he has that lower percentage, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's less accurate, but he's very inconsistent with that. And you just don't have that workload to even see like, okay, what am I getting from him? A, you have the one year, very little competition. And so you have 17 games at college and he averaged 18 passing attempts per game. He only had more than 23 passing attempts in one game. One game. He had less than or 15 or less uh, passing attempts in eight of his 17 games. So nearly half of his games, less than 15 attempts. So you're really, I mean, even more than the other, than anyone you draft, you're sort of taking Trey Lance on faith. You are. And I, I know a lot of people are comparing him to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is an outlier, right? He's, I I love Josh Allen and I'm going to love Trey Lance. I know that I'm going to love to watch him play big body guy, strong, has the heart, can, can run uh, super strong arm inaccurate though. And that's the issue. He's going to be inconsistent. Now, Josh Allen made a massive turnaround from last season to this season. That's great. Let's say the bills gave up three first round picks to move up to go get Josh Allen. What would the media have been saying the last two years before this season? Like no one would have been that patient. It would have been a disaster. Like you gave up two first round picks or three first round picks. So I don't think that's fair for Trey Lance to have that kind of pressure on him as well. And I don't want to draft a guy at three where I have to bank on one of the biggest sort of outliers that we've seen from recent quarterback play. Like just because Josh Allen had this massive jump in accuracy doesn't mean everybody is going to. In fact, I have this theory that basically these guys are who they are when you draft him. They might make some improvements when they get to the NFL, but for the most part, like, you know, how there's a theory that like when you date someone, you can't date someone and go into it being like, oh, I'll fix them. I'll yes. get them out of this bad habit. I'll I'll fix it. I'll straighten this person out. Like that doesn't happen, right? They're tricking you. <laughs> they are not going to change. I feel like it's the same with quarterbacks. They are pretty much who they are. And you have to draft them kind of assuming that that's what you're going to get. Yes, and you do. And I think Josh Allen is going to make a lot of teams make mistakes, either hold on to quarterbacks too long. Like I see a lot of people saying, like, give Drew Locke another year. He could be the next Josh Allen. It's like, no, he's not going to be. Or (laughs) Sam Darnold, once he gets to his next team, like he can make the change. It's like not every quarterback is going to magically get better. And I feel like we saw these things with Josh Allen, and maybe that's what Trey Lance can do as well. Like we saw sparks. We saw that. Moments of greatness, okay? So it's not like it just came out of nowhere. Where we're not seeing that with the other quarterbacks that I brought up, uh, Locke and Darnold. But again, it's just why are you going to take your chance 
on a Trey Lance. Again, when Justin Fields is sitting there, who I think is so much safer and has that same ceiling. And I keep comparing him to Russell Wilson. And you know who Kyle Shanahan cannot beat? It's Russell Wilson. So if you can't beat him, get a guy that's his twin. Right. Just get him to play for you. (laughs) How about that? We're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. I just... If you're talking about if accuracy is your thing, like you just explained pretty clearly that while Justin Fields may not be as accurate as Mac Jones, he's pretty damn close. And along with that, you get this whole other dimension of his mobility and his ability to not only extend plays, which, by the way, from the little I've seen from him, I do like the fact that he doesn't bail right away totally out of the pocket. He looks to extend the play first, and then if there's nothing there, he runs, which I love, which just goes to show that it's like another tool in his toolbox and not his go-to move, which I know Kyle Shanahan would have no tolerance for. Like, he wants a guy that's going to run his offense. And to me, the way you're describing Justin Fields, it sounds like he's a guy who can do that, but then if something happens where he needs to go beyond the X's and O's, he can do that too. So why wouldn't you want that guy at number three? I know he's a passer first, runner second, and that's the best kind of quarterback, but also not just like a runner second, a fantastic runner second. And he's super, super strong too. So if defenders try to stop him at that first down line, he's strong enough to get that first down. He plays different uh, than Trey Lance is a bigger dude too. But when you're looking at a Lamar Jackson type player, like they're more elusive. They're not as strong. Justin Fields is just going to run you over. He's kind of like that Cam Newton type there, just a little bit smaller. And I I do think that Justin Fields is just as accurate as Mac Jones. I think maybe the numbers are a little bit lower because like I said, Mac Jones average depth of target is 8.8. It's a lot easier to be accurate on shorter passes. Uh, So Justin Fields is throwing it down the field more often. So maybe your passes are going to be a little bit off there. Uh, I don't, I do not get the confusion here. I clearly I'm missing something. I know a lot of the times people will bring up his average time. to throw was longer at 3.1 and they say it takes him too long to process. But I, I think that's just the offense he was in. Like they ran a lot of deep routes. Like you have to get them open. I don't think that has anything to do with Justin Fields not being able to process. And when you're looking at average uh, time to throw in the 2018 quarterback class, Lamar Jackson took 3.1 seconds at college. Josh Allen took 3.0 seconds. Baker Mayfield, three seconds. You know who was quick? Was Sam Darnold at 2.6 and Mason Rudolph at 2.5 and Josh Rosen at 2.7. It's almost like the inverse effect there. So I'm not worried about his time to throw whatsoever. Yeah, well, they already have Josh Rosen, so they're covered. Oh, they're covered. They got the quick quick thrower, if that's what you want. Yeah, if, if all we're talking about is releasing the ball quickly, like he'll do it. It might go to the other team, but he'll get it the hell out super fast. Oh, I have yeah. a, I have a kind of a sneaky hope that like if if Kyle is set on Mac Jones, to me there is only one person that can talk him out of it, and that person is not currently employed by the San Francisco 49ers. So when we come back from break, I will tell you who I think that is, why, and then I want to get into the the nugget that you kind of teased about Kyle Shanahan going against mobile quarterbacks. Welcome back to the Niners Nation podcast. Again, yet to be named. Please keep them coming. You can hit us up at NN Podcast on Twitter. If you want to hit up Michelle, she's at BallBlastFB. I am at Stats on Fire. We haven't figured out what the prize will be yet, but if we pick your name, we will send you something very cool. Okay, before we went to break, I said I think there is only one person that could convince Kyle Shanahan not to take Mac Jones, and he's not employed by the 49ers. Do you have any guess at all who that might be? 
I have zero guesses. <laughs> like, I have no idea who you're going to say. Okay, cool. There's only one guy, and it's his father, Mike Schumacher. Oh, okay. I should have guessed that. I know for a fact he really values his dad's opinion on stuff. He's, you know, I mean, it's your dad. He's, he's had two Super Bowls in the league. Like, you're obviously going to trust what he says. Here's my hope. My hope is that at some point before the draft, Mike pulls Kyle into a room and says, look, I don't know much about the NFL. Here's what I know. I won two Super Bowls because I had a dude named John Elway. And you know what John Elway could do? He could throw the hell out of the ball and he could move around and run like crazy. And that was a huge key for us. It's a huge part of the reason we were able to win two Super Bowls and have as much success as we've had. You really need to get a guy like that. Don't sleep on what that can do for you. To me, that is the only way Kyle gets talked out of this move is if dad says you're making a mistake. Does that sound crazy to you? It is not because you just think about these young quarterbacks who come in and win Super Bowls right away. Like you have your Ben Roethlisberger who was able to get out of the pocket and run around and make those plays off script. Like if you need everything to be perfect, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You need when a play breaks down, you have to be able to get out of the pocket, make crazy plays, throw it deep down the field on the run. That's something you have to be able to do. And I don't know if that's Mac Jones game. You have your Russell Wilson. He did it early on. Same type of thing. Patrick Mahomes now in the league. Uh, he has that mobility. It's not their first trait. Like, I don't think the Lamar Jacksons of the world are the way to go either. They're going to win you a lot of games. Uh, you know, defenses are going to have trouble stopping you. I just don't know if you're going to be able to get all the way to the Super Bowl with that type of player. The type of player you're looking for is just the guy that can create something out of nothing, but then that can also stay in the pocket and just make great, accurate passes. I I think both are just super important. Again, it just goes back to Justin Fields, and I hope his father talks him into it. I I mean, please, please let that happen because I just – it's almost like it's an ego thing. Like, Do you think that your system is so great that a quarterback is never going to have to – make a play outside of the structure of your offense? I mean, even if you did, by now, given everything the 49ers have gone through a quarterback and everything he's seen, he has to realize that's not true. Like, it's just flat out. Sometimes your tackle gets beat, your center misses a block, your receiver runs the wrong route, whatever it is. Stuff stuff happens out there. It doesn't always go the way you drew it up. He has to have seen that by now. And why wouldn't you then want a guy that could bail you out when those situations do happen? It just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm just praying that what we are hearing is is fluff, is BS, is part of the whole lying season, as I like to call it. I know. And people are going to point to, well, Tom Brady can do it. Okay, well, Tom Brady is one of the smartest quarterbacks of all time. He just knows how to beat defenses. He picks you apart and he's been playing for 20 years and when he was originally playing like it's a different kind of NFL but now he's just been playing for so long he understands the game like no one else no one else like to think that Mac Jones is going to be that anytime soon or anytime in his career is silly even if he does end up to be that to actually believe it right now is is goofy Yeah, I just want to be on the record. If 23-year-old Tom Brady is in the draft, I recommend the 49ers take him. But since he's not, (laughs) I don't think they should go that route. Like, if you're drafting a guy and being like, well, Tom Brady did it, that's a little insane. Don't we feel like that can't be your logic? It really can't. And you're just looking at all these guys lately who have come out without the mobility, and it's just like, yeah, like Baker Mayfield – Decent quarterback, like really good. Good job, Cleveland. You drafted a a good player. It's just 
he doesn't have that. He does kind of have that, like, get out of the pocket, make plays type thing. But he doesn't have that mobility to just bring him up to that higher level where he's a difference maker for your team. Yeah, he's not a, like, statue back there. But he's not as athletic as he thinks he is. Sometimes I think he thinks he can run away from guys, and they always catch him. Like, I don't know, like, how many times he has to have it happen. But, like, Baker, you're not going to outrun these dudes. You're just not that fast. Yeah, and you're just seeing these type of players kind of Jared Goff. He's fading out of the league. Like, it's just Sean McVay wanted to go elsewhere. Uh, Matthew Stafford's not like a mobile guy, but he is someone that can improvise like no other. So you just need one of those type of quarterbacks uh, to succeed and not even just to have a winning season. Like, you can get through. Mac Jones can have plenty of winning seasons. I'm not saying he can't. It's getting to the Super Bowl. That's everyone's goal is winning a Super Bowl and not just getting lucky and getting there once like Jimmy Garoppolo with a elite defense. It's actually having that chance each and every year because your quarterback is just a difference maker. I mean, I think we've seen it. Like there's a difference between getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl. And even in the Super Bowl, the 49ers lost. It's They were getting crazy pressure on Patrick Mahomes. That wasn't the problem. The problem was They couldn't bring him down because he had the mobility to move around and make stuff happen. That was the difference. That's why Kansas City won the Super Bowl and San Francisco just got to the Super Bowl because they didn't have the guy that could run around and make the plays outside of structure. And one last thing is Kyle Shanahan should know how difficult those guys are because he plays against Russell Wilson. He plays against Kyler Murray. He sees what these guys can do. And as you have sort of brought up to me in our conversations before we press record, Kyle is not that great against mobile quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan has a very, very, very hard time against Russell Wilson and Seattle. Two and six in his career as a head coach uh, with San Fran. And the two games he did end up winning, one was by three points. And then the other game by five points uh, in 2019, week 17, they were one inch away from losing. Uh what was that Titans name? Just needed one more inch to get into the end zone for Seattle. And he'd be one in seven against Seattle. It's just he has a very, very hard time beating Russell Wilson. A negative 49-point differential against Seattle, the worst for him among all of his opponents. And then you, you have Kyler Murray. Yes, they beat him twice as a rookie. That's great. But we saw last year in week one when he was healthy, Kyler Murray was able to beat him as well. They've lost both their games against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, 2019 with their elite defense, they go into an important game against the Ravens. They lose that game against Lamar Jackson. They get their booties kicked uh, by Josh Allen last year. (laughs) Allen had 375 passing yards and four touchdowns. Surprisingly, only 11 rushing yards. But it's the point that he can move around like he just is not staying in the pocket there. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be worried about his rushing ability as well. So defenses play different. If Kyle Shanahan is seeing like, oh, shoot, like these players are really, really, really hard to beat. Like, then go get you one. Right. Exactly. Why wouldn't you want that guy on your team? Like it, it, it would be it's crazy to me. It's one thing if they were at 12 and Mac Jones was all that was left. And if they took yes. him at 12, I'd be like, OK, like I'm fine with that. You didn't have your you didn't have any other option to get a quarterback. And you think Mac Jones is better than the Kellen Mons and Kyle Trasks of the world. Great. I'm, I'm down for that. That's cool. But when you move up to three, you you have options there. Other guys are going to be available to you. Don't you don't have to take what falls through the cracks. You create the cracks for other teams. So I I hope that that's not the case. It, it 
I'm trying to be on board with whoever they pick, but it just it just seems crazy to me to not incorporate that. And it's like, by the way, when he had a mobile quarterback in RG3 in 2012, he won the rookie of the year. So it's not like he can't design an offense for these guys. Like it's not beyond his understanding to do that. I, that's why I he can't do it. Like he can't do it. This is such a backwards move if he makes this move. I, I will be so upset and disappointed because of what we potentially could miss out on. Yeah, and I just don't get why you go all the way up to three. I don't think teams were that high in Mac Jones. I do think he could have gone in the top 10. So maybe if you wanted to move up from there. But also at the same time, maybe just see how the draft is going. Like wait till draft day, see how it's going. Our quarterback's kind of falling down the board and then make your move up. It just would shock me if you moved to three to take Mac Jones. Now, I've been talking down on Trey Lance a little bit. I, I do think he, I don't really know how I would go there with Mac Jones or Trey Lance. I still think I'd probably go Trey Lance because he gives you that whole other part of the game. And he does have really just a fantastic arm. You have to get the accuracy down. And then you just kind of look at Josh Allen and you pray and you hope that he turns into that. But here's the thing with Trey Lance. If you draft Trey Lance, you could still run a similar offense that Jimmy Garoppolo ran, where there's a lot of short passes and plays behind the line of scrimmage where you're not really relying on the accuracy as much you know so you can sort of hide that a little you can't totally hide it obviously but like you can run kind of a similar system where there's not as much pressure on that person's shoulders and you still get the benefit of the mobility even if you 100 lance yeah 100 percent. so i'd still go with trey lance at three my my order would be justin fields trey lance and then mac jones and this is nothing to do with Mac, like I like Mac Jones. I'm actually higher on Mac Jones than most of like the Twitter community. I just I can't picture taking him at three when there's these other options on the board. From your lips to God's ears, I swear. Like, I, <laughs> and I feel like we, we're going to be talking about this literally every show. Justin Fields podcast, basically. It's it's all that matters. Look at the Chiefs. You know the only member of the 2017 draft class that's on the Chiefs right now? Can you guess who it is? It has to be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter. That's still a great (laughs) draft class for them. Like, that's what's at stake here. And this is my worry. My worry is that Kyle looks at it and says, I know I'm only going to get to make this choice once in my career because if it doesn't work out, chances are I'm probably getting fired. And I can't risk that and not get my guy because I feel like if he did let himself get talked out of Mac Jones or Trey Lance, uh, I'm sorry, if he let himself get talked out of Justin Fields or Trey Lance or one of these mobile guys, every time that guy struggled and missed a throw, he would be saying to himself, I knew we should have taken Mac Jones. I never should have let them talk me out of it. And I don't know if he'd be able to live with that. So that's why I think if he's got his heart set on Mac, it's going to be Mac. There's no talking him out of it. And he could potentially be making a huge mistake. I, yeah, I think it'd be a massive mistake. I don't see what there is to knock on Justin Fields. I think he's the whole package. And I won't be surprised if he gets to play with one of these great offensive minds like Kyle Shanahan, if he ends up having a better career than Trevor Lawrence. This is how much I love Justin Fields. And I think he can be truly special at the next level. And I, I, and I, hope, I hope I get to talk about him all next season on this 49ers podcast. That's all. And you bring up a good point because I actually went back and looked because I'm always skeptical 
when people talk about Trevor Lawrence as this unbelievable guy, you know, one of the best prospects we've ever seen, I'm always skeptical when I hear stuff like that. So I went back and looked. And in the last 20 years, there have pretty much been, there's been one time that I can definitively name where the first quarterback taken in the draft has been the best quarterback from that draft class. And it was 2011 with Cam Newton. He was the best quarterback in that class, and he was the first quarterback taken. Every other year, there either weren't any good quarterbacks, which was the E.J. Manuel year. which Oh, I goodness, yeah. <laughs> the top of my head, but that was just a putrid year for quarterbacks. Other than that, every other season where there have been multiple good quarterbacks, the first one taken is never the best one in that class, which makes me hopeful for the 49ers this year because they're not going to have the first quarterback taken. Yeah, the three spot has not been so nice for the quarterback True. position, especially when people trade up for that three spot. It has not been pretty. But I do think the Jets are making a mistake going Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. So hopefully you're actually getting the second quarterback off the board. Okay, so that's my question, right? What if, I mean, the Jets are like, everybody just assumes they're going to take Wilson. And, you know, if they don't like Wilson, I'm sure they're fine with that. What if they do take Justin Fields at number two? Then if you're the 49ers, do you take Wilson at three or do you go Lance or or somewhere else? I think I'd go Wilson. His arm strength and his ability, he also can fit the ball into tight spaces. Now he's risky. He 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 makes risky throws and they weren't picked off in college because of the competition. But I still think he has that arm strength to get the ball where it needs to go. And I think with Kyle Shanahan uh, coaching him up, he's going to have much bigger windows as well. I, I do think he'd be good in that offense. His body size kind of scares me. Um, he's just, he's skinny, not too tall, but he does have the mobility. He has the arm strength, like, and he's accurate enough. I would still go with him over Trey Lance. Yeah. I feel like accuracy a lot of times is, are you tall enough to ride the bumper cars? You have to be, you don't have to necessarily be Drew Brees, but you have to yes. meet at some minimum level of professionalism. And if you're telling me that, that Zach Wilson's tall enough to ride the bumper cars, I'll believe you. Yes, he is. He's plenty accurate enough. It's just, he needs to, he's going to make those decisions like Baker Mayfield or like Josh Allen. We're like, what are you doing? Like, why are you being an idiot? Oh, sorry, my uh, my watch got a little excited there. <laughs> he's going to make those decisions through the games where he makes boneheaded mistakes, but you live with those because he's going to make great plays throughout the game. I don't know what Kyle is thinking if he's seeing Mac Jones. He's seeing a safe prospect. He's he's saying he's safe and he's going to make the throws I need him to make. But it's just like, is he going to elevate your team? Probably not. I, yeah, I just you can't see what he's seen over these four years he's been in San Francisco. I, I continue to call him a fantastic coach. I still think I would rather have him than any other coach in the league, even over Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, any of these other guys with much, much, much better records, because I really believe in him that much. But if he doesn't see the, the flaw in his quarterback thinking, and he takes the non-mobile guy over the mobile guys that are basically, as you have clearly stated, cl you know, pretty close when it comes to accuracy, then I don't know. Then I have to start wondering if he really is a good head coach or if he's just, you know, a good coordinator, a good X's and O's guy. Yeah, it's going to be concerning at that point. And I, I think the I think everyone's going to be if he does go at three, people are going to say, let's see what he can do. And let, let's say he wins 10, 11 games, bring you to the playoff. People are going to be like, see, he made the right choice. It's like, 
I think it's going to take a lot longer than that to actually tell what happens. Like you need to see at least five years, six years, seven years, like how long into these careers, like what are their ceilings? What are they doing? Um, And I just don't know if Mac Jones ever, ever is going to get over that hump where he's a difference maker in that type of way. And Kyle's first mistake already came back to bite him in the ass because not only did he not take Patrick Mahomes, but he lost in the Super Bowl to Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. That is the most a mistake can come back and backfire on you. So, like, you can't let that happen again, Kyle. There's no Patrick Mahomes in this draft class. There's not going to be, probably for a very, very long time. Like, you're just not normally going to find a Patrick Mahomes. But grab someone good. Grab your Russell Wilson. (laughs) Chris Sims of Pro Football Talk, who I used to work with, has said that he thinks that Zach Wilson is sort of talented in that way, that he sees a lot of Patrick Mahomes, not necessarily with the arm strength, because Mahomes is a mutant, but in terms of how they play and what they're capable of throwing from different arm angles and stuff like that, he is very high on Zach Wilson. He has brought up Mahomes when talking about him, but he's really been the only person that has done that. Yeah, and I, I do see that sometimes. Like, you'll be watching Zach Wilson. He makes a crazy throw off balance, and you're like, that pass reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if the rest of his game, though, reminds me of Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. It's like, that's great. He has arm strength, and he can do that. Sometimes he just did it to do it, though. Like, it just felt like he, like, <laughs> he, he had the best offensive line. Like, there really was no reason to make these, like, crazy passes. Uh, and it seems like Patrick Mahomes really only does that when he's, like, getting killed. Uh, so I just don't think they play in the same way or the same kind of smartness almost. But I, I do see what Chris Sims is saying. I'm a, I'm a huge Chris Sims fan. The dude is, one, I've seen him personally put in the work to study these guys. I know he does not do the whole groupthink thing. And he has been pretty good when picking out which quarterbacks are going to be good and which aren't. But he's not 100% as nobody is. So I'm hoping that this is the one instance that maybe he's wrong and that yeah. Justin Fields ends up being the best guy in this class. I was going to say he has Justin Fields really, he has him really late in his rankings. He has Kellen Mond over him. I know. he. So his thing with Fields is he doesn't like his throwing mechanics. Sometimes basically like the upper body and the lower body are not working in sync. And so a lot of times he's kind of throwing with, just all arm and no lower body. And it affects his accuracy, which does make me nervous. Cause again, I don't think that can be fixed, but I haven't seen anybody else say that, which is surprising. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he can always put the ball where he wants to. I haven't seen any issues with accuracy with him. So we'll see. Um, Again, we got plenty more time to talk about this. Uh, We're going to be talking about it up until the draft. No one is even talking about what the Niners might do with their second, third, fourth, fifth round picks because we're so focused on the quarterback. And maybe we can dive into that in another show. We still need a name for the show, Michelle. And Alexander Sutherland is just now he's just firing stuff at us on Twitter. Rush for gold podcast. What do you think of that? I like that one. I do like finding like gems, like the gold finding. I like okay. that. I like that one. Then he re- he refined it to blasting for gold podcast. I assume because of your podcast. Mm, that's a good one. But These are good. You know, I don't want to infringe on uh, you know anybody's territory. <laughs> How about this from Mister T? Unfortunately, not that Mister T. This is at Tribby seventy four stats and mags. Oh, that's cute. It has nothing to do with the 49ers, but that's really cute. True. From the other side or the outsider podcast, I kind of like those because you are the only host on the network that's not a 49ers fan. Ooh, 
That actually is a really good, I like that one. I think we might be going with that one because I am that outside perspective. I'm not being biased. Yes, which I like. That's the whole point. Um, stats and steal. I don't know why. Maybe because you're a Steelers fan. Yeah, that doesn't go with 49ers. So I feel like that would make people not listen. Right. That's confusing. And another one. How about Feel Good Friday podcast since it's usually posted on Fridays? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if we ever change the, the day, it would kind of ruin the podcast, you know? Good point. We'd kind of be screwed there. Then we'd be right back where we started. So yes. we'll keep, we'll let, them, we'll let them percolate. But again, thank you for your suggestions. Please keep them coming. You can also throw them in a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. We love those too. Give us a five-star rating. We like nice things. We like five-star ratings. Is there anything you want to leave the listener with before we go? I will say if the 49ers end up taking Justin Fields, I want this podcast to be called something with Fields. <laughs> it needs to. Oh, okay. So then we have to wait a month to pick the name. Or we just go for it now and then screw ourselves over when they pick Mac Jones. <laughs> okay. We are going to send Kyle Shanahan subliminal messages to take Justin Fields. I yes. like your thinking. I, it, I appreciate that. And I mean, hey, it's not like your Steelers could use a nice young quarterback too, but you are rooting for Justin Fields to end up on the Niners. Oh, yeah. He's not going to make it to 24. If he does, that's ridiculous. Uh, but if the Steelers could somehow get him, I would be crying in tears. I could, oh, I wouldn't even survive draft night. Yeah, there would be no show for you on that Friday. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you're going to get the first crack at it because we're oh going to do a show Friday. Oh my goodness, that's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for that. So plenty more good stuff to come. Again, keep the names coming. Enjoy the weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>